brings the Word of God and uh, get your notes and paper out if you're one of those people and it's time to do that. And uh, we look forward to what the Lord has for them. Just remember to be in prayer about tonight's vote. I encourage you to come, even if you're not a voting member, but do come uh, for the opportunity to see what God's going to do. Brother Hurd will be preaching again tonight before the business meeting. And uh, uh, if you're contemplating membership in the future, tonight's an important night and a significant night for you to be here and just see how God's leading the church. So uh, I'm sure uh, we're all excited to see what the Lord does. So Brother Hurdle, come, bring the word. Good to be with you all here. hope this is on there. Jared and Matt got me covered the back there So with the microphones. Take your Bible and turn to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24 this morning. Joshua has become one of my favorite books and should be a favorite book of all boys when it comes to, it has adventure, has walls falling down, giants, giants coming down, uh, stunning defeats, different things that, that happen when you don't seek God. It teaches you about how to handle disagreements. And it also teaches you about God's leadership throughout. As you get to the end of the book of Joshua, though, Joshua is taking the opportunity to give some leadership as he's getting older. And he takes the opportunity in chapter 21 to give some instruction from the Lord. In chapter 22, Joshua gives some admonition to the, to the people, uh, to the, the heads and, the, and the, some of the people of Israel. Chapter 23 and 24, though, we say to take a, a little bit of a different turn as he's turning to Israel to remember who God is and what he's done. And then he takes a moment to challenge them to make a choice. And we're going to look at that here this morning. Let's look down chapter 24 and let's start reading in verse 14. Can we do that? Verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Jump down to verse 23. Now therefore, put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the God of Israel. This morning, I'd like to preach just a simple message this morning, incline your heart. Can we pray this morning as we start? Lord, we do thank you for just your work among uh, your people here at Chano Baptist Church. And Lord, this message that you've, you've given today is for them. Lord, would you, Lord, would you help it to, to get across clearly? And uh, Lord, as much as I want to preach good, Lord, I just want your hand here. So Lord, be with me this morning. Be with your people. Lord, open their hearts to what you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Incline your heart. What does that mean? And I, I often, I, as I was reading through the, the book of Joshua, I came to that, that, uh, that phrase and it jumped out at me. What does it mean to incline your heart? And uh, the best way I can explain it, the best way I know how the Lord's given me, is inclining your heart simply means 
to lean God's way. You see this oftentimes in your, uh, in your uh, marriage life, you know, between a man and a woman, my wife leans my way oftentimes. And she does a really good job of this. Uh, she doesn't make me bacon or peanut butter cookies. But she, does, she doesn't like fish. And yet she makes me sometimes my favorite meal, which is like lemon salmon, lemon pepper salmon. And she'll make that for a special meal when I get home. And that's her leaning my way. Uh, other times we're out at a restaurant and uh, we were out at Chili's uh, one night. On a, uh, we had a baby doctor appointment. They're just checking up before the, the, the baby actually came. And we were out at Chili's and we had two options. We had a chocolate chip cookie with ice cream for dessert or we could share a piece of cheesecake, which is my favorite. And she's like, no, let's, let's, let's get the cheesecake. And that's her leaning my way. That's her inclining her heart to me. Another way you might find it is, I don't know if maybe you had this earlier in marriage, but my wife likes to organize things, okay? She's a super organizer, and I love it. I love it, uh, except when I can't find anything. So uh, she's, she's agreed. We've, we've talked about this, and, and she loves she loves me so much, it's just when I come home, I, I, I kindly say, you know, let's not organize this. I, I, I'm nice and neat, but if, I, if she organizes it, I can't find anything. So her leaning my way is saying, okay, I'm not going to organize that spot so that he can find stuff. In God's word, Joshua is challenging the people of Israel, incline your heart. And this morning, we're going to walk through some things that Joshua tells the children of Israel, you can't incline your heart until you come to these three different things. And that first thing is found there. Let's look down at verse 14 again. We're going to walk through this passage together. He says, you can't incline your heart until you make an honest choice. Let's look at verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in, in truth and put away the God's which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And here comes that, that familiar verse that, that oftentimes we like to put above our doorpost. But this is what he's telling them. Be honest. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, and the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Our mind is made up. Our choice is made. Verse 16. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from our house of bondage and which did the, those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through, uh, through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out all from before us, all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land, therefore we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And in their heart was, it was kind of like the song we sang this morning, I am resolved to follow the Savior. They're, they're coming behind Joshua and saying, no, our choice is made up. We've made an honest choice. We want to serve the Lord, the, the, the one true God. And that's what God is looking for in your heart this morning. He's looking for an honest choice, one that's not of lip service, 
one that's not one of hypocrisy, one that's not lying to yourself or to others by the, the actions that you do. I will serve the Lord. If you, you don't have to turn there, but if you'd like to turn over to Acts chapter 5, we find another couple who, who made a dishonest choice. You know them as Ananias and Sapphira. Acts chapter 5, and I'm just going to read four verses here. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, she knew about it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own power? In thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? It's a heart issue. Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And we see that dishonesty, a dishonest heart, will keep you from leaning God's way. You cannot lean wholeheartedly towards God and be dishonest. A dishonest heart is the opposite. And God's saying, choose you this day. Be resolved, make a choice, an honest choice. Who are you going to serve? He's telling you, the people of Shawano Baptist Church today, make a choice in your heart. Those inner issues the condition of the heart, if it's dishonest, it is not inclining to the Lord. It's not leaning his way. Secondly, though, Joshua has something that absolutely shocked the children of Israel, and it shocked me when I read it. You have this people who's revved up. They're saying, we are resolved to follow the Lord. And then you get to verse 19, and Joshua said unto the people, you cannot serve the Lord. I was like, wait a second. And did I read that right? And I went back and I read it again. Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. I was like, that doesn't sound like God. I was like, wait a second. That doesn't sound like my God. But because of the condition of the, of, of, of the people's hearts, they were not in a position where they could serve God. Yes, they made an honest choice. But they didn't know who God was. And you can't incline your heart, secondly, until you start learning who your God is. Learning who your God is. God is holy, which means he's set apart from sin fully. And he's jealous. That means he's jealous of you. He's jealous of your time. He's jealous of all of you. My wife does a good job leaning my way when she learns who I am and what I like. She knows that 99.9% .9 of the time at a restaurant, I'll choose soup over salad. So she always, if I'm using the restroom or something like that, she knows what to tell the waiter. She, she knows me well because she's, got, she's taken the time to get to know me. God is holy. 1 Samuel 2.2 says, There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, Neither is there any rock like our God. And God's people could not serve him because their sinful hearts didn't match his holiness. They, had, they were holding on to God's. And Joshua is trying to show this to them, that their heart does not match who God is and that they need to learn. They need to learn of 
the Father. They need to learn who God is. God is jealous. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, it says, Ye shall not go after other gods, of gods of the people which are round about you, for the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Look back at our passage there in verse 19. Go down to verse 20. It says, If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that he hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. Joshua is trying to show them, God's not, God's not mean, God's not evil, but your, the condition of your heart demands that God's holiness consume you because of your wicked ways. And they're confused. They're like, wait a second. We're not serving, we're not serving the, the, the gods of our fathers. We don't have those idols in our tents or anything like that. And so they're wondering, Joshua, why can't I serve God? Why can't I lean towards God? Why can't I incline my heart? He gets to that here in this last portion. And this is where we're going to spend a majority of our time. Verse 23. This is the, the main verse that I want us to catch here. Let's read verse 22 as we skipped over that. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourself, and ye have chosen you the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. They were witnesses before God that they had chosen. They had resolved, We're going to follow God. Okay, then he says, Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. They came back. To, they, they came to him twice, saying, "Joshua, we want to serve God." Joshua says, "No, you can't. You can't serve God because the condition of your heart says you can't." They say, "Nay, but we will serve God." And Joshua says, "Well, okay, your witness is against yourself, but here, take notice. Put away the strange gods from among you." And again, why is this people so confused? And it has to do with one word in verse 23. Look at it again. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you. That word among in the Hebrew is the word kareb, which it, it, it encapsulates two English words, the word among and the word within. And so Joshua is telling them, it's, it's rightly translated in your Bible, but it, it's a dual meaning. Catch this. He's saying you may not have the idols in your tents like your fathers did, and, the, and God consumed that generation. We know that by looking ahead a few chapters in Judges chapter 2. God says this generation that we're talking about right now served the Lord God all the days of Joshua and even the elders that outlived Joshua. It wasn't until later we had a generation that came up that knew not God. So why you kind of wonder, now you kind of understand why they're so confused. He's saying the gods of your fathers, those gods, they're within you. The problem is a heart condition. And Chano Baptist Church, if you ever want to incline your heart to God, if you ever want to be in a place to properly serve God, then you have to deal with, with the gods that are within your heart. The gods that are within your heart could be a number of things. They're anything that takes the place of your love for God. 
anything that takes that you love more than God. God needs to be crowned number one in your life for you to be able to lean towards him. Again, you can't lean towards God and lean towards something else. It doesn't work that way. God is jealous. He's jealous of all of you. In, in, this, in this passage, though, it says the word among. And you think, well, did they, they translate it wrong? No. No. Joshua is saying here, it's so ingrained in you. It's so ingrained within you that you might as well have it in your tent and be bowing down to it. And Christian, it can be so subtle in your life. You can say, I am resolved to follow Jesus. I am ready to go. I want to win souls for Jesus. I want to do everything that I possibly can to serve God. And God is saying, no, your heart condition needs to change. Your heart condition is, is where you have a love inside for something else other than God to the point as you might as well have it in your living room and be bowing down to it with your family. God wants all God's to be taken away from before him. You cannot lean in to God. You cannot incline your heart unless first you have an honest choice. Secondly, you have that learning heart toward him, but also a singleness of heart like Joshua is talking about here. Verse 24, And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve. And his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak and was a sanctuary unto the Lord uh, of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us. For it hath heard all the words of the Lord, which he spake unto us, and it shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. Catch this. When God leads you to a decision like that, set up a monument toward God. Say, God, I'm putting a stake in the ground right now. It doesn't have to be physical. But I'm putting a stake in the ground. Lord, what you've shown me, I'm going to do. And I'm going to obey. That thing, that God, needs to be torn down in life. And you need to put up a fence, a stake. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm going to serve the Lord. God's looking for submission, full submission, not addition to him. You think about it in, in the in the community around us, you wonder, well, why, why is, you know, some people say Shano is a hard place, and I've talked to several people, natives, it's not. They just need to learn the simple truth of the gospel and realize that you can't add anything to Jesus. It's that simple. Listen, the, the, the mysticism and the, and the native culture and everything like that, we're not trying to take their culture away from them. We're trying to give them Jesus. And you have to be able to I've talked to several of them and, and explain to them. I like Marty's track does it. He introduces them to who the creator really is and says, this is, this is the, the one true God, kind of like Paul there on Mars Hill who made the heavens and the earth and walks them through. This is 
the, the only true God that you should be worshiping. You can't add Mary to him. You can't add uh, your good works or your good life to him. Jesus is the only God you should be worshiping. And that's what these Israelites needed to learn. Yes, they didn't have statues in their tents, but they had statues or gods in their own hearts that they needed to break down. So what is inclining my heart to God? It's a decision of the will to lean God's way. It's a decision of the will to lean God's way. You can't be leaning God's way and be leaning towards something else. Uh, in the hospital room, uh, people ask, uh, sorry, people ask um, oftentimes, like, why, how can I lean towards God when, when things are getting harder? And the hospital room there, uh, as we were having Leland, uh, they, they told, I've had several people tell me it's helpful when the wife kind of leans into you when, uh, when those contractions are taking place. And that was neat. In those moments of pain, she would just lean in. And it was a good picture of what we need to do to Jesus. God's not asking you to live a pull-yourselves-up-by-the-bootstraps life. He's asking you when things get hard, lean into Jesus. And God wants to do that in your life. What does it mean to, to incline your heart then? It means all of you leaning into Jesus. And God's going God's to take care of this church right here as they truly want to serve him. But you cannot serve God, as Joshua told them, you cannot be so resolved and say we want to serve God if you don't have a heart that's honest, a heart that's willing to learn of God, and a heart that's single towards him. Let's pray this morning. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for just your clear message here this morning or the burden that you've given. And uh, Lord, we... Our heart is so simple, Lord, not even we can know it. But Lord, we want to, we want to serve you, or we want to have hearts that, that are conditioned towards you. Or would you work in each heart this morning, Lord, if there are gods that are set up, uh, that, that would take your place, that would make you jealous, or would you help us to tear those down today and, uh, and be right before you? Lord, so that we can incline our hearts and properly serve you this morning. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.